Okay, today, Be'ez HaShem, I want to discuss the halachos of Yontif and how they apply um, on a two-day Yontif, or like in Chutzor, it's a three-day Yontif. Uh, so we discussed already Eret Tavshinin, which goes through the Indian of preparing from Yontif to Shabbos. I want to talk about now the Indian of Yontif itself and preparing from one day to another day. So just a couple of horrors, and these are based on some of the questions that have been coming in in the last couple of days. So I obviously, uh, you know, I take it this is uh, some of the more common ones that people want to know. And that is like this. First of all, you have to understand when it comes to Yontif, it's very, very different to Shabbos. It's not the regular situation of Shabbos. Hilchus Yontov, the Torah says us in Shemos Yudbeis, Komalochol Yasabem, Ach, Asheyechalochol Nefesh, Hulubado Yasalachem, no work should be done except for what may be eaten for any person. That alone may be done through. That's the translation, which basically means, and this is very important to know, people have the wrong idea. They think everything's mutter on Yontov. It's not true. All Lamates Malochas that are also on Shabbos are also also on Yontov. The only difference is the Torah allowed a malacha that is done for oichel nefesh, food preparation, if it's normally done close to eating. Okay, so anything I'm saying now is only for Yontuf and not for Shabbos. That basically means anything that prepares the food, whether it's even washing dishes in hot water, which puts on the hot water, apart from putting on a fire for the first time, which we'll discuss in a moment, but washing up dishes with the hot water, um, you know, cooking in any way that, you know, obviously not putting on the oven, which we'll get to in a minute, but cooking and baking and all these sorts of things are generally mutter. The Morgan Avon tells us a big klal, and that is on things that could not have been done before Yontov, they're allowed. On things that could have been done are not allowed. So for example, one of the shilas is, okay, it's probably not so negaya uh, this Yontov, but it could be negaya in other forms, and that is like sifting flour. So if it's sifting flour, once again, we're not doing that. This, this, you know, this yontuf, obviously, but theoretically, the idea many applies to other things as well that people are using in their homes for other recipes. But sifting flour is something you could have done before yontuf. So even though sifting is also because of boya, murakid, whatever, but since it could have been done before yontuf, which would not have affected it in any way, then it absolutely should have been done. Whereas, for example, peeling potatoes, where it would not have been, it would not have the same effect. If you peel a potato at Erev yontuf and wait another day, it's going to get all hard and crusty and push it, it won't come out good. So you could be making on that and obviously do that boya action of peeling on Yontav itself and the same thing also with a tea bag you know using a tea bag on Shabbos is subject to a major shaila of boya pashtas etzotza if that's the case so it can be done on Yontav simply because it's not possible to, to you know to make yourself a tea before Yontav and just like sort of heat it up it doesn't work that way you've got to do it fresh it comes out better when it's fresh so generally that's the rule and anything that could be done before should be done if it will not affect the taste if it will affect the taste and the freshness of the item then it is allowed to be done on Yonta without any problem whatsoever. So one of the one of the most common questions is uh, a fire. So we know that lighting a brand new flame is also in Yontu, Shokhanok, Tovkov Base, Kotnalov tells us an issue of Moilid, different to Shabbos, it's is a Moilid which is creating something, Moilid and Noilad is more also in Yontu than it is on Shabbos, so obviously to strike a match or to turn on an electric coil, which is considered to be Aish, is also, what we allow a person to do is light from an existing flame, very important, very important thing, Shlomo Zalman said when you do light a fire, or when you take a match and take it from the existing flame, don't just light it from the heat, make sure you put the match directly into the fire, and you're transferring it, and then it's fine, no problem whatsoever, that's the way to do it, increasing a fire is mutter, so for example, if you have a gas, and the gas is on, you're allowed to increase the fire, extinguishing a fire is obviously the osa, Shokhanah Tov Kovdali Sivala tells us that extinguish it is osa, you're not allowed to uh, to extinguish a fire, with a few exceptions. What happens if the food will burn? For example, you've got the uh, food on a, on a flame, and um, it's too high. 
So there are poiskim, there are more included in Tovkov Yudalit, Mishabursa Kotten Zain, says you are allowed to lower the flame. However, most poiskim, when Chasisakas Achuva, the Aznibu, the Debitin Robin, Ben Moshe, Shemir Shabbos, Mishemir Shemazalman, said that's only if you can't light another one, but if you can light another gas that's lower than this one, so then once you had to put out the first one, just transfer the pot to another flame that's lower than that. The Meisel of Moshe, and Igus Moshe Chaylik Aleph was making and said that you can lower a flame to prevent the food from burning, even if you could turn on another one that's lower than that. So many posts, many people are so much on that to lower the flame. But there is an etzer to put out a flame. I've been asked this many, many times. People don't like to keep the fire, especially now it's a three-day yontav and chutzlaritz. People don't like to keep the flame on for too long. It's dangerous to children, whatever. So it's dumb to put it out if nothing's burning. There's no head to whatsoever. To put it lower, that you have a Moshe. Lower. But not put it off. So what's the Eitzah to put off? And again, you need permission from your wives to do this because I'm not taking a Chayat for the mess. The Eitzah is, is like this. Basically, we said that to put it out for no reason is Asa. But if there is a reason, so then maybe it could be Muta. For example, and this Shemir Shabbos brings this Eitzah, is you put a pot of water very, very high up. In other words, it's full pot onto the flame, and you do it in order to make a coffee or a tea. So I'm going to use the water, even if I'm not using the whole water, but I'm using some of it, so that's fine to put on an entire pot, even if I use one cup. You put it very, very high, eventually it bubbles over, and it puts out the gas. Once the gas is out, then you can twitch the actual knob to put it out. There's no problem with that. So once again, I'm not taking a chayas for the mess. It does make a mess. You have to ask your wife if that's mutter. Another head to you have is asking a goy. Again, nowadays it's a little bit difficult to get goy walking around, but uh, if there is a goy, it's yontif. you can actually put it off. Now, when it comes to an oven, it's slightly different. Um, uh, there are different ovens, so I don't want to pass them for every oven. I'm going with basic, regular, normal ovens. Number one, very important aloha, most people don't know. I've been asked this many, many times. People just don't understand, know this aloha. I don't want to go into the details. But number one, opening the door of an oven is mutter always, right? Guram Kibo in Yonto is mutter, Tosis and Beitzah Chabais, Ramah, Tokviv Yudalasiv Gimel. We're not going into the all the Shitas Apoiskim, but opening the door on Shabbos is only mutter when the light is on, because then you know the element is on, which I'll go into details of why. But in Yonto, you're allowed to open up the door whenever you want. That's number one, claw, Vita. To turn the temperature higher when the element is on is awesome. The reason for that is because in different ovens it can actually turn different elements on for the very first time, which is awesome. So even if the element is on, you're not allowed to turn and mess with the temperature to make it higher or lower. But opening the door is absolutely mutter without any problem whatsoever. Heating up water for washing dishes is fine. There's no problem with that because that is the There's no problem with that whatsoever. Whereas if you are obviously you can't use a sponge and you can't use thick soap, you've got to be careful from these alochas. Having a shower, I don't want to get too much into detail, detail with this one, but Lamaisa Shokhanos says very clearly in Tofkov Yud Alevsi Base, Mishaburasi Kotten Yud, which is the Lavush Makhlevam, Tashar, Chuish, Techemed, and everyone else as well, that washing the entire body is not considered to be Shavarachal Nefesh, because Oichal Nefesh is only Mutter if it's Shavarachal Nefesh, if it's equal for everyone, and therefore it's not, the Shokhanos did not consider it to be an equal uh, need of everyone to have a shower. Even though many people, I'm an Istanis, I need to have one. Because you're an Istanis, that's why you're not allowed to have one. Because at the end of the day, it's not Shavrach nefesh And all the Gedolia Poiskim went with this one. There was no one that was, had the guts to be Chonuk on the Shulchan Aruch. And therefore, as far as I know, there is not a one Poiskim in the world that says you're allowed to switch on the hot water on Yontov in order to have a hot shower. A cold shower? Even on Shabbos, in the, the, the Be'alochah brings down already, Shinchov Gimel, that you can have a cold shower. So the Poiskim saying, 
in such a situation, you can have a lukewarm shower, as long as obviously when you're putting on the hot water, you're not switching on the, the, the fire for the first time. But anyway, um, to have a lukewarm, that would be okay. Minor parts of your body is muta to heat up water on yontav. That is considered to be shavrach nefesh. As long as you wash roi, less than majority of your body, then there is no problem of having a hot shower and doing that again. As long as you wash the minority of your body, less than 50% of your body can be washed, and therefore you're okay. In that case, if a person is dirty or sweaty, or something similar to that, then it's no problem, especially when it comes to children. Children get dirty much quicker, so therefore, even if you can't heat up the water, what you could do is... Um, is you could uh, fill up a bath of cold water and then add some hot water from the hot urn, and therefore that would be fine. Or one of the eights is, for example, if you need to wash a dish, so wash it, wash one of your dishes in the in the in the bath, put on hot water for that because that's more time. Once it's open, you can keep on going and fill up the bath in that way. For children that need baths much more often, therefore that would be absolutely no problem whatsoever. Let's move on, Rabbi Sai, to other halachas as well that could be nagaya. Um, Using a greater pila perforated spoon on Yontavis Muta, sifting is more awesome because that's something that's normally not done on a large scale, that's going to be a problem. Melting things, so on Shabbos generally we pass in Chibina Rav, in Dovin Misharm that you shouldn't do melting. On Yontav, um, the creation uh, the, the, the creation of such a thing is mutter, and therefore you're allowed even to melt something. So, for example, to place a frozen liquid near the fire, that would be awesome on Shabbos. The Ramah and Samashen Yontches says that's also, but when Shabbos that would be mutter. Making ice cubes on Yonta for sure would be muta. Using a whipped cream can from a pressurized can. Normally on, Yon- on Shabbos that would be us on Yonta that's muta. Making jello, or us in England say jelly, that is also muta on Yonta. Moving on now to a very, very important halacha, and that is the two-day yontif, right? Chutzot, by the way, contrary to most people, do not have a three-day yontif. Many Bacham have told me, we have three days, three-day yontif this year. Now, you don't have a three-day yontif, you have a two-day yontif, followed by a Shabbos, Ein Hilchus, Eret Avshin, that was yesterday's Sheh. However, you have a two-day yontif. So in Chutzot, we know they have a second-day yontif. Originally, the reason is because you have a Sophic. We weren't sure exactly when Beistin had declared the new month, and therefore, because of a Sophic, they kept two days. Nowadays, we have a calendar, we have a Luach, we know exactly when the month begins, we know Exactly the day of Yontov begins. However, Chazal told us clean the Gemara Beitz Dafit Dalad on the base that told us it's very very important. It became a minig that Klali Shul had been mekabel and chutzlots. And like the Gemara says carefully, his zirub beminig avusechem. It's the minig, and that is the absolute halacha whatsoever. Are there any leniencies on the second day that don't apply to the first day? So you look at the Rambam famously in Hilchos Yontov, Perik Aleph Halacha Chobeis Ve'Ein Beneim Hefesh Ela Le'Inin Hameis Bavad says the Rambam as we pass on Shulchanag some Tov Tzadik Dalas if you're allowed. Of arms, you've got Mr. Bruce, you've got base, that there is absolutely no difference between day number one, day number two, with the exception of burying a mace. We shouldn't know such things. And maybe refuah. Maybe the only other exception is medication. Um, the second day of Yontif we're a little bit more lenient and we allow a person that has a little bit of a mechash normally on Shabbos and Yontif you're not allowed to take medication over here on Yontif on the second day there'll be a bit more makeup. that's it there is no other difference between the first day and second day they're just as machme one to the other what is important to note is that there is an issa to prepare on, in any form from one day of Yontav to another day of Yontav. That's Mamash Asa Gemara in Beitzah, Dafi Zayn, Shulchanah, Tovkov Gimel, Sik Aleph. It's absolutely Asa. By the way, the Shulchanah says this includes two days of Rosh Hashanah, even though we know what Gemara in Rosh Hashanah says that two days of Rosh Hashanah is Yom Arichti, it's one day. But Lemaisa, like Abdi's halachas, it's two. So therefore, any preparation from one day to another day, you have to be very careful. So, for example, two of the most common shiners, I want to heat up the soup on the first day. For example, let's talk about this year. We're talk- I want to heat up the soup on Thursday 
afternoon for Thursday for, for, for Thursday night, which is already the second day yont of Thursday night. No, you're not allowed to do that because you're preparing on yont of one to yont of two, setting the table, washing the dishes. All of these things are problematic preparing from one day to another. You've got to watch what you're doing. What you can do, and the Shulchan Aruch brings this by Etzem, is you could prepare a larger quantity of food on the first day and you know that the leftovers will be used for the second day. Now, you can't say that. And it's not a joke. Don't do harama. Don't do, uh, you know, uh, trickery over here. But you can do that as long as it's not clear that what, that's what you're doing. Now, anything, even if it's not a malacha, and Mishabur brings this down, even if it's only a tircha ba'alma, it's going to be osa. So, for example, you know, washing the dishes, no isa ba'etzem. You know, setting the table, no isa ba'etzem. But... You have to be careful that you're not preparing for one thing or the other. Now, there are certain attempts, for example, leaving the dishes in the sink, if you know you're going to get all those fruit flies that are going to come there and for days going to be there, if it gives off a bad smell, something similar to that, where a person has tremendous tsar, not stomach bothers you, but really it bothers you in a tremendous way to walk into your kitchen with, 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 with dishes there. So after the suda of the day, you can wash up the dishes. If you're not really preparing for the night, you're just making sure they're not there now, so the flies don't come and then it doesn't bother you. And therefore that will be okay. That is no problem whatsoever. Same thing, you have to be careful. You can't put some bottles of Coca-Cola and water into the fridge in the afternoon to prepare so that they will be nice and cold for that night, because you have to be very careful. What I will tell you is a very important heta. A very important heta that, once again, people don't know, and I want to be emphasized on this, that people should know this. Again, you're not allowed to prepare from one day to the next day. However, if, if you wait until nacht of the second day of Yontov, let's say to remove the food from the freezer, Something like that. There'll be a massive delay. Uh, by the time I take the food out of the freezer, and it defrosts, and I heat it up, <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be eating at four o'clock in the morning. It's not going to happen. So then we have a Chai Odom and Klal Kufn and Gimel Sivov that tells us, but it's also Marishag as well, that the Chai Odom says a case where by you waiting until nightfall to take the wine from the cellar would cause a massive delay. For whatever the situation is, then you're allowed to do it earlier enough that it's not obvious you're doing it for that night. That means that if I'm taking, let's say you want to take the soup out of the freezer, that if I wait to take the soup out of the freezer on the second, on the first day of Yontif in the afternoon until it defrosts and heat it up, uh, even if I want to heat it up only, you know, have the gas on, so it only take 10, 15 minutes to heat it up in the pot, but just to remove it from the, the freezer and let it defrost a bit, well, that alone will take a few hours, and I wait till night, it'll take forever. So then I'm allowed to do it earlier enough that it's not obvious. In other words, if you're doing it half an hour, an hour before Shkia, so pretty much, come on, everyone knows you're doing it for the night, that's awesome. But if you're doing it already in the morning, you're taking out the soup from the freezer in the morning, it's not clear that you're doing it for the night. You may be eating it in the afternoon, so then it's fine. You're taking out a challah, right? Again, not Nagea this yonto, but stam. Could be again other things as well, right? Taking out some cake, whatever you want to do for, the, for, for that night, for the dessert, whatever it may be. If you take it out early enough, then it absolutely is no problem whatsoever, and it's fine. Changing clothing close to the end of the first day yontif in preparation of the second day yontif. So there, the post can already say the Mekorchaim says that since you're getting benefit now, then there's no problem whatsoever. That is absolutely fine. Another example for that, for example, the Gemara Beitzah Tzvav is sending uh, presents 
to someone, sending a food to someone on the first day of Yom Tov, even though it is for the second day, because he gets benefit from it straight away. Also, he can eat it straight away, and therefore that's also fine without any problem whatsoever. Lighting candles, so then a person has to be careful. Floating wicks should generally be prepared before Yom Tov, because there's a shaila if that's called makabapatish, uh, of putting the um, the wick into the little uh, floating thing. So again, should be prepared before Yom Tov. If you forgot, it can be prepared on Yom Tov as well. Um, you can remove the melted wax in order to insert the new candles. We shouldn't use your hands. You should rather use a knife or a spoon. When should a person light candles for the second day? So again, we're talking about day one to day two. We're not talking about Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos, we talked about that in Erev Tavshinin. The candles should not be lit before nightfall of the second night. Because if you do so, you are preparing from one day to the next. So on the second night of Yom Tov, that's when you light it after Nacht. That's when you light the, um, the candles. That's what Tosus tells us in Beit Zachar Beis Amun Aleph. Making sure you light the candles in that way over there. Um, okay, Gavaldic. I think that pretty much leaves us with most of the lockers that I wanted to cover for most of the most common shadows. Again, you know, with all these lockers that we've been discussing, we can literally go on for hours and hours. But I, again, I, I mumish want to thank all the people that sent emails in thanking. And I, I do, uh, you know, ask anyone that has any questions or horrors on these shiurim, please to send me an email, aw at etrog, E-T-R-O-G dot net dot I-L. You can get all these shiurim on Torah anytime, or you can download my app for free. Just look at the Reb Avi Wiesenfeld app. It's free on Apple or Android. And uh, you can even look at it on Spotify and Apple Music and, and uh, I don't know, iPod Music, whatever all these uh, platforms are. But is Hashem, we shall be continuing Mitzvah uh, Shem during Yontav with the halachas of Chol Hamoid. I want to wish everyone a Chag Koshev, a Zamech, a Gavaldiga, Emestika, Freilich Yontav, a Geshmaka Yontav with lots of health for Klal Yisrael. And Be'ez HaShem, we should be Zoycha to have the Korban Pesach here in Yerushalayim, Irak Kodesh, together with Klal Yisrael and the Binyan by Shishi B'mhev. Thank you very much for listening. Have a Gavaldiga Yontav.